We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, on a Monday, as we typically do, we welcome you into the Sooner Sports Podcast. And we say hello to the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. T Row, how was the how was the weekend for you? Um, I think it was good, Chris. You know, I'm just I'm honestly it was good. We had some time with family, and good. that's always great. I am just um, tired of a, these non sports weekends. So I'm very excited. I think we got a golf tournament coming we up do. this weekend. We do. We have a uh, baseball draft, not on the weekend, but uh, midweek this week. So a couple of things to look forward to, and that excites me greatly. And I wish uh, wish Major League Baseball would get their act together a little bit here to recap some baseball. Yeah, as we're, as we're taping this, there's actually been a counterproposal from baseball, which the Players Association said, yeah, no. So we're off to a good start this week for baseball Ugh. getting back already. You know, I'm glad you brought up the baseball draft because I'd like to spend a lot of time there today. You know, I've learned a lot about this from listening to you and following social media with uh, what Gainsey has thrown out there and Coach Johnson through all the COVID-19 pandemic and how it affected our season, the shortening, I guess maybe shortening the word, but the fewer rounds in the draft, Toby, that's right. actually worked out really well for the Sooner baseball team, hasn't it? Well, we think. I think it will. I mean, no, yeah, I think so. It's, you know, I always hesitate uh, when I answer this question because I feel bad for right. the kids who otherwise would have found themselves you know, maybe in round six through 15 of this draft and would have begun their professional careers. What a, what a terrible year for a lot of reasons, but one of them is this for your, 
Major League Baseball eligibility to, to come up. And so I, I don't want to celebrate their misfortune. But as it pertains to the OU baseball team next year, um, you know, they're going to be loaded. And just the degree of how loaded they are depends on kind of what happens this week and the decisions that are made afterward. For those who don't know, it's only going to be a five-round draft this year as compared to, I think we were at 40 before that. So um, uh, five rounds, and then anybody who's not drafted can sign, if there's mutual interest, can sign a uh, $20,000 free agent contract, which is you know significantly less than you would be getting in, in other years. So um, I think what we know is Cade Cavalli is going to go. Uh, early. He's going to be a first round pick. Um, there's going to be probably somewhere between two and four of the high school kids who have signed with OU who are going to be selected at an amazing signing class. I mean, think about that. We're talking about the possibility of maybe like four kids who are part of this OU signing class who could go in the top five rounds of the major league baseball draft. And, and so anybody who hears their names called in the first five rounds, you got to assume is going to go ahead and make the jump and rightfully so. And then, um, you know, the other collegians, I think we're keeping an eye on Levi Prater. Um, it's going to be close as to whether or not he is selected in the first five rounds. And obviously well, I'll circle back to that in a second. Mm -hmm. uh, Jason, Jason Ruffcorn. The, the closer, I think, has a chance uh, of being drafted, and probably the other guy is Dane Acker, who, of course, of no-hitter fame last year against LSU. So those three are really the intriguing three for me as it pertains to OU next year. You're talking about all pitchers. Uh, you're talking about in Prater and Acker, probably your one and two starters going into the year next year if they were to come back. And you're talking about your closer in, in rough corn, uh, all of which would have, um, you know, uh, well, Prater and rough corn would have another year to, to have some uh, leverage because of the extension of the senior year. So it'll be fascinating to see if they get drafted, if they don't, are they willing to sign for only 20,000 or would they rather come back and have another year, learning under Skip Johnson to try to prove their draft stock. Um, and then there's a whole slew of guys, seniors that have already announced that they're coming back, you know, the Brady Lindsley's of the world and Tyler Hardman. And so um, they're loaded next year, regardless if they were to have Levi Prater again next year, or if they were to have Dane Acker again next year, or if they were to have Jason Ruffcorn again next year, in addition to everybody's coming back or one or two or all three of those guys, then that's, you know, that's the degree of how excited you should be for next year's OU baseball team because that's some serious firepower right there. Oh, man. that's And again, as you said, you don't want to sit here and by any stretch of the imagination celebrate someone that may be missing out on an opportunity to turn pro. But, you know, Toby, on that short-sighted way of thinking, it, it will potentially benefit Oklahoma next year. There's just no other way yeah. to put it, right? No, well, sure, yeah. They're going to be loaded. There's going to be a lot of teams like that who are going to have a uh, seniors returning or juniors returning that weren't expected to be returning next year. And quite frankly, freshmen coming in who most people didn't plan on having because they thought they were going to go to the draft. 
So there's going to be a lot of teams around the country that are going to be loaded next year. It'll be one of the most talent-rich years in college baseball we've ever seen. Um, you know, the, the good side of this for, let's say, a Levi Prater, just to pull him out, for example. He was a junior. This was his junior year, which for those who are unfamiliar with baseball means this is your leverage year. Uh, I think we've talked about this before. It, when you're a junior, you have the option of coming back to college for your senior year. So you kind of have the pros over the barrel a little bit when it comes to negotiations. If you don't give me the money I want, the signing bonus I desire, then I'll just come back my senior year. Well, once you're a senior in college, uh, you don't have that leverage anymore. The, the professionals know you have to go to professional baseball and you just don't have the bargaining power. So this would have been Levi's leverage year. Well, this all happens and maybe he doesn't get drafted in the first five rounds and it's a shame that he has to come back and everything. But now he gets an extra leverage year and he gets an extra year to learn from Skip Johnson, which is proving to be incredibly, well, has been proven for a long time to be incredibly valuable. So it could end up in the long run, not only benefiting OU, but benefiting these pitchers, especially as well, as long as you can stay healthy and all, and all that kind of stuff. So it, it's just going to be fascinating to see how everything ends up playing out. You know what I think is going to be interesting is the Major League Baseball draft has never really been a massively covered primetime event. And well, when you right. have, what, 50 rounds, it's kind of tough, too. It it was on the MLB network, and you'd mm -hmm. watch and wait for you. Like last year, we waited for Kyler, and there were other names in years past. I can remember you and I were in Baton Rouge when Jonathan Gray got drafted and That's how right. cool that was. But, Toby, this is going to be an ESPN primetime event on Wednesday night. They're going to put everyone on this, and I think it's going to be pretty fun to follow. Yeah, just because of, um, you know, the lack of anything going on, this is going to get an extra boost. Everybody's so eager to see anything. And so uh, Cade Cavalli is going to get a pretty good audience for what everyone is expecting to be a first-round draft selection for him. And and these high school kids um, that, that probably are headed in the top five rounds are going to get a lot of eyeballs, too, so. That's cool. It's it's good for them. It's good for the sport of baseball. Now if they could just get out of their own way and figure out the, you know, how to get a major league season going again. That would be even better for them. So uh, a lot of things obviously going on beyond just the baseball draft in the world. And you're gonna you had a conversation to talk to Joe Castiglione on Friday. We're gonna get to that coming up here in, in mere moments. But Toby, I was just so uh, my heart was so f full hearing Josie talk about. Um, working towards equal rights, working towards uh, more voices being heard, and then to see him out there on Saturday in Norman, I thought it was just an incredible showing from Joe C. And I can't, and it's coming up here in a bit, but it was a fascinating conversation you had with him. And then last week to hear President Harris talk about it as well. Yeah, uh, no, I agree. And I, I think it is one of the, oh, uh, there's too many adjectives. One of the most heartbreaking, one of the most interesting, one of the most um, pivotal times in American history right now. And uh, on top of this uh, disease now, we have uh, these racial issues and racial strife that has sprung forward. And to watch how, uh, just as it pertains to this podcast, to watch how OU coaches, OU student athletes, OU administrators, the University of Oklahoma president have 
dealt with these issues is um, will be studied for years to come. And I've been proud of our student athletes. I've been very proud of our coaches. Uh, I think I mentioned last week, but it's worth saying again, I think Carlin Hartman has been a shining beacon of inspiration uh, throughout this. And maybe a name that not everyone out there in OU land knew before. He's, he's one of Lon Kruger's assistant coaches, but a great man. And uh, certainly Lincoln Riley and his coaching staff and on and on and on. And for Joe Castiglione to add his thoughts to everything else that was said, um, I thought he put it very eloquently. And I, I look forward to folks getting able to hear that here in just a few minutes. Well, let's do it right now. Toby, have a great start to your week. Cannot wait to – well, you know, you brought up an incredible point, by the way. I, I'm trying to let, let you go. But we are now the same number of days removed from Rudy Gobert's positive test as we are to the start of the college football season. So just, you know, Toby's mind, how does it feel as opposed to last week? And you kind of put it in that perspective. It's still a long ways away, but getting closer. How are you feeling more and more about football? I feel good. I feel better and better. I, you know, I think we just have to dodge a disaster. You know, I think we just cannot have, um, you know, a, a death. Uh, we cannot have a significant outbreak uh, across the sports, you know, landscape. Let's say a, a team or whatever. Um, we have a significant outbreak that is troubling. Um, apart from that, I think we're on a fantastic trajectory everything seems to be going smoothly and i think we're gonna be fine it's uh, 89 days ago that rudy gobert tested positive or stopped the, the sports world and it's 89 days from today that uh oklahoma is set to kick off the season against missouri state so that it does kind of put into perspective but it seems like forever that we've been living under this quarantine and then we've been talking about coronavirus and and all that, but we're just now at the halfway point to college football. Now, a lot has to happen. we got to start practices before then and, and all that kind of stuff. I'm aware of that, but we've got a ways to go here. Uh, but I do think that – I do think the country, the state, college football, everything is trending in a positive direction. As long as we can keep that going, I think we're going to be okay. You're the man, Toby. Talk to you next week. Have a great week. You're the man, week. Plank. See you, buddy. See you, buddy. Love Toby Rowland. His interview with Josie in moments. It's fantastic. Can't wait for you to hear it. Sooner Sports Podcast brought to you in part by AT&T. AT&T is America's best network. Academy Sports and Outdoors is the preferred sporting goods retailer of Oklahoma Athletics. Metroplex Electric, we can be your electrician. And Express Employment Professionals is a premier workforce management provider to Sooner Nation. To find a job or make your next hire, visit ExpressPros.com. Now. The voice, Toby, sits down with Joe Castiglione. There have been, uh, obviously, racial tensions in the headlines this week across America. Several of your coaches and uh, players, either on social media or otherwise, have, have spoken out, many eloquently so. What are your thoughts on the, uh, on the uh, stories of the week and then uh, what your coaches and players have had to say this week? Well, I'm glad they're speaking out. I uh, I know that that's been a, a consistency for us in our program, and that's a positive thing. But we also hope that speaking out leads to 
something more actionable. And I think uh, there's uh, one of the things I would say a takeaway um, from all this. You know, you, you, we all have a range of emotions, but it has to lead to something positive. We can no longer remain silent in the face of injustice or systematic oppression of black people, police brutality. Um, I mean, we, we all know it's important to say we stand together and be together, but that's just not enough. Um, and it's not enough to make statements on social media. It's, it's not enough, Toby, to, to say we're not racist. Um, I know these are very difficult times. Uh, I know a lot of people, and I've heard it, you've heard it, they, they say we don't know where to start. Well, it's not a reason not to start. And we have to really understand that uh, those that aren't of marginalized identities uh, should not stand in condemnation of what they don't understand. They need to start uh, seeking to understand through education, through something they might be able to do in their local community. Some of us, you know, have opportunities, you know, at some point in time to do something nationally. We can use our platform. Uh, certainly we can think of things to uplift our black communities, our, our, uh, our case, our, our campus. Um, you know, there's, there's just not words that, uh, you know, can change, um, how and what people are feeling. And so we hope that, uh, what we're doing now internally um, with our student athletes, uh, with staff, what we have been doing, um, you know, over the last, you know, many years for that matter, um, can only improve and get, uh, get more active. And, and it can happen in a lot of ways. And I think maybe at the basic level of uh, understanding, talking to each other and listening to how they feel, and I think uh, that will lead, hopefully will lead to action, not only what we can do, but what others that are in positions of leadership can do to make a change. That has to happen. Oklahoma is such a great place. And Oklahoma has always been an innovative community. And that community can be statewide as well. And I, I hope we find a way to lead the way. Very well said. Um... I want to transition to uh, uh, coronavirus, to the COVID-19. Kind of a two-part question here. Uh, one, uh, obviously you have announced you'll be returning for voluntary workouts for the football program July 1. There are other schools that have already started that process, and we have seen some positive COVID tests be announced out there, reported. I think uh, the latest Alabama had reportedly five players test positive. Your thoughts on that, and then two, you have also said, I believe, that you're, you know, one of the things that the July one date allows is that you can see, you know, best practices for other places out there that are coming back earlier. What what other schools are trying and doing that you like or don't like? What are some of the things you're looking forward to watching and trying to learn from over the next uh, just a little less than a month here? Well, Toby, you know, we've talked a lot about this 
um, throughout the number of weeks we've been visiting on Fridays. Uh, a lot of times it was uh, really in the earliest stages, more just thinking through what might happen. And as we've gone along, we've been able to share more and more information of how it would evolve and what kinds of uh, programs, practices uh, we would have to have in place. Um, so we're, we've done that. And, you know, we, we took uh, a position about uh, being a little more prudent, a little more patient uh, with our return to campus. And, uh, you know, thinking that through the month of June, there'd be some more advancements. Maybe it's therapeutic. Maybe it's more availability of testing, better rate of return of testing, those kinds of things. So, yes, the best practices piece is, is ongoing, and it will always be ongoing. That being said, you, you will also remember that we talked about um, the virus itself. It's, it's invisible. <laughs> it's not something we can just point to and go attack. Um, it, it's going to be with us for a long time. And uh, the fact that we're seeing uh, student athletes start testing positive for the virus should not be a surprise. It's going to happen. Um, and whatever reason, maybe they had access or were tested where they were living the last three months. Many weren't. Many never showed signs. Perhaps all of the student athletes we're hearing about testing positive are also asymptomatic. And, and hopefully it stays that way. But that doesn't mean they can't spread it. And so it's, it's one thing to do the testing. It's another thing to do the follow-up. And so the, the uh, schools also have the next steps, contact tracing, isolation, or quarantine, and obviously uh, have to be ready for treatment depending on what symptoms, if any, show themselves. So even when we come back, uh, there's going to be a chance we have any number of our players test positive. It's, it's not something we can eliminate. We're just trying to minimize the risks and or the better way to respond. Here's one of the uh, most popular questions we've gotten over the last, well, since this started. If you can't be at 100% fan occupancy this uh, fall, you know, 25%, 50%, 75%, whatever it ends up being, how will you go about deciding which fans get in and which don't? Um, actually, we're going to start with the callers of your show. You know, those nice. who call most. And uh, then, then you're in, you know, I know Lumber that, lady, you're in good shape. <laughs> you know, well, there's so many, Toby. I'm not sure, you know, how, how long it will take before we get to our other fans. But, no, seriously, um, we, uh, we have actually a system in place that has been um, utilized for years and years and years. And uh, it works well. As you know, we have a neutral site game uh, in Dallas, Texas, that has you know, a system that we've put in place that our fans are used to. And it, it's based on the um, longevity of, of uh, association with the program, both as season ticket holders and donors. And that is one, one way. But we're also 
Um, and by the way, we use that system for bowl games, for Final Four, you know, any of the major events, uh, you know, games uh, on the road when the ticket demand is very high. And so our, our fans know that, they understand it, they're used to it. Um, but that doesn't mean every one of them is going to be interested in coming to the game. We already know there'll be some that are going to be you know, very, very sensitive about it until there are more medical advancements, vaccinations, therapeutic treatments, et cetera. Um, the other part that is a little more difficult, Toby, is deciding how many. We could create the system of ticket allocation, but we're, we're not really sure who will deem the, the practice of how many we can accommodate the, the one we choose. Now, we have these models that can uh, replicate what social distancing could look like in a stadium should we have to practice it, but <laughs> I'm not sure who, who, uh, who's the one that's going to say, all right, we can only have th- this percentage of capacity or that percentage of capacity. Now, we are seeing some signs of that develop in other states. I think even yesterday, perhaps, uh, at least in the last couple of days, the governor of Texas uh, talked about um, venues, um, whether it's sports venues, maybe um, concerts, et cetera, being able to operate at 50% capacity. Um, that's actually up from a statement that he made maybe a couple of weeks ago about 30% capacity. Uh, so that might be an encouraging sign, but it's still almost three months away. Not so much three months away from us having to put the plan in place, but three months away from the games themselves occurring. And so we're, we're hoping that that, um, that number will continue to grow, meaning the number we can accommodate. All right, final question uh, today, and you know the, the second question we normally get from people after they ask, are, are we going to play college football this fall, is what about the Army game? That seems to be the one that, that is the most worrisome, especially being in West Point, New York, the, the, the base there, the campus. Uh, how confident are you that game will be played? Have you had any discussions with them? Not, not lately. Uh, I think both of us are still optimistic and hopeful that game will be able to occur. Uh, there, there hasn't been any, you know, any decisions made um, either way to you know, change that optimism. But I, I think as we get you know, later into this month, you know, into the month of July, we're certainly going have to have to be making decisions, not just about that game, Toby, but the the decisions about the season itself. You know, we've talked about the idea of having um, the season start on time, playing uh, 12 games, nine of which are conference games, of course, like we always do. But, uh, you know, at the moment, everybody's staying optimistic. But at some point in the next 45 days, you know, I would think those – decisions would have to be finalized he's the best thanks to joe c for joining us as he does every monday 
here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Hey, interested in OU football season tickets for the 2020 season? You can call or text 405-325-2424. That's 405-325-2424 for more information. Don't miss a second of the action. Hey, even in these uncertain times, your Oklahoma Chick-fil-A restaurants are here to serve you. Dining rooms are closed, but when possible, you can still order from the drive-thru, the Chick-fil-A app, or DoorDash. OU Extended Campus, degrees online, on-site, on your schedule, become the tradition. And the Sooner Sports Podcast is brought to you in part by Mercy. At Mercy, your life is our life's work. we got a big week coming up on the Sooner Sports Podcast. It's time to let you know what's on tap, presented by OG&E. OG&E is power at the speed of life. Uh, classic sports broadcast. We stay with Diamond Sports, and guess what? A little baseball. I am so excited. I have been able to bring you some softball. We got a lot of, of, of football, obviously, that's been on the pod. But how about some baseball? We haven't, I haven't, done a really good job in getting some baseball on there. So coming up this week, you have two games involving Texas Tech. You hear that right? Two Texas Tech matchups. One from the Big 12 Baseball Tournament. We'll take you back to 2014 in a fight for survival and a fight to stave off elimination. Oklahoma battled Tim Tadlock and Texas Tech in Oklahoma City. You won't want to miss that. And then we're going to celebrate the 2008 Big 12 championship team. Uh, It's a game that obviously there was some frustration from because of the injury from DeMarco Murray. But on the classic broadcast this week, it's Oklahoma and Missouri in the Big 12 football championship from 2008. That's what's on tap, presented by OG&E. And let me tell you something. On Wednesday, Jessica Cootie and Meg McDonald are sitting down with Shay Knighton and Ashlyn Dunbar. It is a podcast you won't want to miss. So if you aren't subscribed yet, please do so at Soonersports.com slash podcast. Everyone have a great week. And until Wednesday, Boomer Sooner.